If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome, everybody, to your Circle of Influence podcast. I am your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando with Amy Walker. We are so delighted that you are here, and I am excited to have our guest, Arlen Hamilton, with us. She is the founder and managing partner of Backstage Capital, um, a fund similar to um, uh, Comcast Ventures Catalyst Fund that invests in underestimated founders. I love that because uh, often the underdogs are the ones that come up with innovation, that come up with um, socially conscious ventures. And we're excited to have you here, Alan. Welcome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, both of you. Awesome. Well, we are excited to have you. So, Arlen, we love um, getting the backstory of how you got into entrepreneurship, how you got interested in investing in other companies, and where this all came about. Yeah, it really started, I mean, I'm going to be 40 this year, and, and about uh, right around 30, I started learning more and more about um, startups. And I had always been an entrepreneur, but I never quite knew how to, how to describe it or, how, you know, put a, put a finger on it. And once I discovered startup world and all of that, I got really excited, really curious, started looking up ways I could raise money to start my own company again in the tech world this time. And that's when I came across this stat that 90% plus of all venture capital goes to white men. Didn't make any sense as a gay black woman that straight white men were taking 90% of funding, but probably make a up a third or not probably they do make up a third of the country mm-hmm. so I switched gears really quickly into instead of just trying to raise for my company let me see if I can raise a fund and put capital behind other other companies that are led by underrepresented founders mm-hmm. and then a couple of years later uh, after after well it took four years to get my first yes and I took that that happened in 2015 took that and ran with it and have since uh, uphill the whole way, but mm-hmm. have since uh, raised several million dollars and invested in more than a hundred companies. That's awesome. Now, what was, the, what was the, the moment of struggle? I know we all have so many valleys. What was your greatest moment of struggle? What did you learn during that time? Well, there was a point I've always had housing and security for as long as I can. I mean, I've always had it. But there was a point in 2015 when I had to or chose to sleep at the airport so that I wouldn't sleep on the ground out, you know, out in the in the elements. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, was trying to raise money as a as an investor, like trying to go out and talk to millionaires and billionaires about investing mm-hmm. in me without them knowing that I had this issue going on because I didn't want, I wasn't ashamed of it at all, but I didn't want them to invest in me out of guilt because they could easily do that. So I think not knowing how long that was going to last while I was in it was really, really tough. You know, it was one of those 
make or break moments for sure. Yeah. You know, I think that's so interesting because I, I feel like there has to be as an entrepreneur, a willingness to lay all your cards on the table. Otherwise you don't take the risks and you, you play it safe and you keep your business a little bit small. So that's so fascinating to me that you were at that point where literally nowhere to go staying in the airport, but still going after the big deals. Because I think sometimes when people are in struggle, uh, they feel, I don't know if it's unworthy or unable or embarrassed, and it keeps them from making big asks. So can you kind of just go into the mentality that you were in right there where you're like, I got nothing right now, but I know I'll have something soon. And you were going after the big asks. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like a long period of time that I, it felt felt that way but really 2015 is where things I think I probably was at the point where I said I don't know how long I can do this anymore mm-hmm. and I hadn't gotten to that point I have a lot of uh, uh, grit as they say like you know it takes me a mm-hmm. long time for that for me to reach the end of that but it was knowing just unapologetically that the fund that I had been describing to people really should should exist and there really mm-hmm. is that disparity and there really is that problem and that I feel this is one of the solutions that could, that could help. And not only that, but knowing how many of these founders were out there, out there not being taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And I, I just couldn't sit with that. I couldn't live with it. It didn't make sense to me logically. And of course, as a gay black woman, it was offensive. And so that drove me like the, the mission of it all, but also the impact of what could happen if I did get it right. And let's talk Mm -hmm. about the future of now that you've got this together, what is your vision for the companies that you're working with and for the mission of serving um, underrepresented small business owners? I, so much has happened in the last five years. I I am um, often asked if I, if I think anything has changed for the better. And I absolutely have. I think sometimes we forget about um, when, when it's like frogs boiling, you know, like it's hard to remember how certain things were, but things have gotten better. They got worse first and now they're starting to get better. I think that the, the, the ecosystem will continue to, bear fruit on these founders who had been overlooked before, the underrepresented, the underestimated, as I call them, women, people of color, LGBTQ, others that we invest in. I think that the entire ecosystem, not just the companies we've invested in, but the entire ecosystem is about to be completely turned on its head. And we've seen the, the beginnings of that. And it's very exciting to me. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the next 10, 20 years of that sort of innovation and the innovation that comes out of it out of the innovation of making sure that those people are reflected. Yeah, that's awesome. And are you looking for certain types of businesses in your funding? We are uh, sector agnostic by design. We want to cast a wide net. Uh, so you'll see all sorts of companies in our portfolio. If you go to backstagecapital.com slash headliners or portfolio, mm-hmm either one um, takes you there. You'll see all, you'll see deep tech, you'll see FinTech, health, uh, beauty, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and yeah, it really runs the gamut. We are, th- we are talking to more and more major companies and organizations about verticalizing certain 
certain funds in the future mm -hmm. uh, as co-managing those funds with them. But that is, is to be seen as to whether they really uh, uh, come through or not. So the best idea wins. Yeah, exactly. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Yes. I love it. That's awesome. We're going to take a little short break for a commercial and we will be right back with Arlen and your circle of influence. You have worked hard and you've earned your place at the table of influence. Wouldn't it be great to have a board of advisors that celebrate your wins, support your growth and challenge your blind spots? That's why we host our influencer circles for six and seven figure business women. If you are a high achieving entrepreneur woman who wants a deep dive in business strategy, collaboration and strategic relationships, go to yourcircleofinfluence.com forward slash influencers and reserve a spot in one of our upcoming circles. Welcome back to your circle of influence. We are excited to have you back and we're having a great conversation here about funding for businesses that maybe wouldn't have the access to funds that they need. And we're, we're here with Arlen Hamilton from Backstage Capital. So Arlen, we are gonna go right into our quick answer section. We call this the lightning round. This is where we ask you the questions we always wanna know from every business owner we meet. So first question is, what's the best business advice that you've ever gotten? Um, Pride is not an asset by Therese Tucker who is a bootstrapped uh, founder in her 50s, who started her company in her 50s and bootstrapped it to a billion-dollar company. I love That's that. awesome. I love it. That is not an asset. That's a tweetable. What inner dragons have you had to slay on your path to success? Um, making sure that I don't consider or even think about what certain people think of my exposure Mm -hmm. um, and, and worry, being worried about not being invited to the party. Mm. I love that. I've got a really good friend who talks a lot about how, you know, stop trying to open the doors where people don't really want you mm -hmm. and let the people invite you in where you are celebrated and not just tolerated. So yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Question number three, who is your business girl crush, a woman in business that you really respect and admire? Man, you know, I have so many, like, on my bookshelf right now. I don't know who to choose. Uh -huh. um, I think Sophia Amoroso is really cool. Mm -hmm. She's a friend of mine, but I think she's handling, like, the COVID situation really well in that she's being just a, a beacon for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I dig what she, the way she's handling things, like, on Instagram. Awesome. What is the number one door that you want to open for you right now? Oh, I want my book to do well. Tell, tell us, everybody, the name of the book. We're going to put that on the show notes. The name of book, the book is It's About Damn Time, How to Turn Being Underestimated into Your Greatest Advantage. I just wanted you to say it because I knew you were going to bring the swag with the title. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's great. I love it. It is about damn time. You're absolutely yes. right. Awesome. Okay, so we always like to know what comes next for you in terms of contribution. So when all of your current business goals have a check next to them that they've been completed, what comes next for you? Ooh, um, I think I'll, I mean, I know I will just continue to make sure that as many other people as possible can do what I did. 
and can have mm-hmm. their success as well. That'll be mm-hmm. very, very exciting to me. I love we that. We love it. Because is, one of the things that, that we climb, do, right, Monica? Yeah, that's one of our core values in your circle of influence. It's lift as you climb. So it's right up there. Now, how can listeners connect with you, Arlen? You can go to itsaboutdamntime.com. You'll find my podcast, Your First Million there. You'll find the book, how to order that in hardback or audio. I even uh, read the audio for it. You'll find my online course. You'll find all sorts of things. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Arlen, for being with us. We really appreciate uh, being part of your journey. We appreciate you being part of ours. And, uh, and we continue to lift as we climb together. Thank you so much. All right. As we wrap up the show here, we always like to share what our number one takeaways are. So Monica, do you want to go first? Yeah, man. You floored me with, uh, first of all, the title of the book, It's About Damn Time, because haven't, haven't we been saying this forever, Amy? <laughs> it's just like, it, well, she's a little bit more Christian than me. She says, it's about time. <laughs> uh, but then the, the other one was when you said, you know, pride is not an asset. And I just think that's just, it really sticks to the core of you can own it. You can own your power. You can own what you know. You can own your, the conviction of, of your vision. And don't let your ego get in the way of that. You know, I love all of that. But Arlen, I will say mine is that you saw something in the world that was not right. And instead of just complaining about it, you just did something about it. And I love that, that you are looking for the best idea and you're creating opportunities. And there are so many businesses run by women that are not succeeding because they're underfunded. They just don't have the capital to grow. And so I love that you just saw the problem and you were committed enough to it that you were willing to sleep in the airport while you got it done. I love that. So thank you so much for all the work that you're doing. And to our listeners, we appreciate you and your time investment with us. And we hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks everyone.